Welcome everybody to your favorite podcast. It is the Glory Reds FC podcast hosted by your boys Benito and D. What's up D? What's good? What's up my guy? What's up? Hey man. Yo. There's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about man. I... I think even the title of this this episode should be Man United in Crisis or something like that, bro. What do you 100%. think? Like, yeah, man, 100%, man. Like, oh, right now we're just going through a serious crisis, a crisis that we thought this season were not going to be getting into. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we find ourselves in the beginning of the season already in a mess in a pile of ding, a yeah. pile of doo-doo man like we are in <laughs> problems d I, I, you know it's 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 funny you know we 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 laugh now you know when when we started last season yeah. everybody never everybody writ us off everybody knew that ah united is not going to make it like there's no way considering the way they started we yeah. are having a similar we are having a similar start to the season and already we are already hit with injury blows, bro. Like, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Like, aren't you panicking? Like, aren't you worried? Man, I am, I'm extremely worried. And you know what makes it the situation really worse, yeah? Is yeah. looking at our team at the moment, regardless of the players that we bought, we're actually shorting in that department. Because last season, we had you know, decent midfield that we could call off the bench. But this season, that midfield has just become non-existent. I mean, when you look at one of our players that we relied on, Fred, he's no longer at the club, you know. Um, yeah. Mid-season, we brought in Servitza. He's no longer at the club, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And so we sort of got rid of these players. Well, in all fairness, Servitza was alone. But in all fairness, like, Right now, we don't really have that depth in the midfield to call upon. I mean, we just got news that Mason Mount is injured. So that's Mason out, Fred gone. You know, we only have, um, what's his name? Scott McTominay to call off the bench. And now, once again, reports that Luke Shaw is injured and he might not feature tomorrow. Malasia is also not fit to feature tomorrow. So we don't even have a first team. Uh, a strong first team going into this match. Plus, we also don't know what the Rasmus situation is. We don't know if he's going to be starting or not. So right now, like you said, we're in a crisis and <laughs> I don't even know where we go from here. You know, you know, just speaking about that, you know, Mason Mount being out and then you look at the bench to see who we are going to bring in. So already we already know how it's going to be like this coming weekend because we know that because Mount is injured, he's going to play Ericsson. And yeah. if he brings Ericsson in, then the only person coming in from the bench to help Ericsson or substitute any of those boys is going to be McSauce. Yeah. Now, having said that, say Casemiro gets a red card because I have this thing with referees this season, man. I have a bone to pick with them. I don't know if people are picking up on that. I've, I'm going to keep on mentioning it. And I am worried about us in terms in in a team in a whole. Like, say Casemiro gets an, uh, a red card or gets injured because he doesn't look fit or something like that. What's next? What's yeah. next? Are United yeah. looking to really bring in midfielders? So we've been. There are some reports that um, Sofia Am- Amrabat is is training by himself. You mentioned it in the last podcast that he's yeah. trained by himself. What does that mean? What does that mean for Manchester United? And then there is this news that maybe we can get hold of um, Ryan Gravenbach from Bayern Munich, who okay. played under Eric Ten Hag when he was at Ajax. Very good midfielder. Yeah. Two very good midfielders that we could really, really, really use at this current moment with everything that is going on and nothing happening. What do we do with yeah. the squad. How are we going to set up right now if we are not getting these players in? How are we how are we supposed to set up? Yeah, it's a tricky situation because you know we can't really you know look to the future and say, oh, this is how we're gonna set up our team because we're playing tomorrow. 
We're yeah. not going to have those players that we want to bring in by tomorrow. So yeah. right now, we just have to look at who we currently have and you know, try and put out the best squad as possible. And what whatever that squad is going to look like tomorrow, I have no idea, fam. I literally have no idea. I am just crossing my fingers that Ten Hag can come up with some plan to manage that game because we're not even playing well at the moment. And most of the players who are not starting is because obviously, yes, they're injured, you know. Yeah. But then the other half of the players who are not starting is because they're just not fit. You know, they're either fit or they're injured. Yeah. So going into tomorrow's game, yes, we do have a good record against Nottingham. But, you know, Nottingham, despite having lost to, you know, a very good Arsenal side recently, they're still looking really good. They're, they're looking yeah. really They look like they can come and challenge us for a point. And that's yeah. a major problem. That's a problem that we should not be dealing with so early in the season. So just looking at who are the players that we're going to start tomorrow, I I wish I could say for certain, definitely you have to default in that midfield back to the the three of Ericsson, uh, Casimiro and Bruno. Yeah. But also in our defense, like what does that look like? You know, um, given the fact that... Um, Luke Shaw and Malasha may not be starting. So who's going to start in that left position? And, to, you know, to be fair, I don't even know which players we currently have, like, in total. Like, who is part of that first team? Like, do we still have him? Do we still have him? You know, like, United are so inconsistent with a lot of the things that they do. Most of the time, we don't even know what's going on ourselves, you see? Yeah. We're so excited about other stuff that's happening with the club. You know, we tend to forget that, oh, X players left, this player is still around, da, 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 da. because even when Fred left, you know, it wasn't yeah. so much of a big, um, like, story or headline or commotion. Like, it, it was something that just happened in the moment and was forgotten about, you know. And then we only realized, like, during these type of situations where we have injuries and we were looking for solutions and saying, oh, what are we going to do here? What are we going to do there? What about that player? Like, nah, that player left. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what is this? Like, nah, this stuff happened when you guys were, like, making noise about Glazers and Mason Greenwood. And You understand what I'm saying? And yeah. the biggest mistake I thought the club made was not recruiting the players that we needed first before getting rid of some of these players that are actually going to be needed in this squad if we didn't get set players, right? And yeah. so there's this whole budget thing of United have this budget. What was it? Was it half a... It was 120 it was 120, and supposedly, yeah, yeah. So right now, like with the situation, and we don't know because, like, I don't know where these new. And like I said before in my previous podcast, I'm not calling these news outlets unreliable, but I just believe that the club are taking these journalists for a spin, and they're just giving them inaccurate um, information, which they're now giving to us, and we do not know what to do with that information because yeah. the last thing we heard, you know, was that. Um, they they can only bring in these players after they've sold, you know, X players because they do not have the budget to bring in those players. So yeah. right now, if there's no news out there that, yes, there's a club lined up to buy Maguire or McTominay or whatever because they're relying on the sale of those players to bring in cash to get the players that we want, if there's no news on that, then <laughs> there's no point <laughs> of us holding our breath like yeah. You know, Sophie and Amrabat to come in before the close of the window. Um, mm-hmm. Who's the other one? Jean-Claire, uh, Tobito, um, the Bayern Munich guy you're talking about as well. Right, yeah. No money. But, you know, the funny thing is, what happens now if they do end up buying the players without selling Scott McTominay and without selling Harry Maguire? So does that mean the club has been lying to us this whole time? You know, have they always had the money but just didn't want to spend it? And they're only, you know, waiting for something dramatic or drastic to happen you know in order for them to finally trigger that because we know how this club is with last minute signings you know yeah and and you know what the worst part is ben you know what the worst part is is that (laughs) and this this has been going on fam this has been going on freaking what's his name um um who's this um fam. you know like oh United are interested in buying this player. Oh, we're happy, we're happy, we're happy, we're happy. Nothing. And then deadline day, it's like we bought this random. Who's this random? Like, where's this? Do you understand what I mean? Like, it's always this random player 
that just take comes back to, the to Moyes, bro. Take it back to Moyes. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah, you don't even know where the hell is from. And you're like, who is this dude? You know what I mean? Like, it's always these, like, weird... Because even truth be told, right? I mean, Fred, yeah. listen, um, a lot of people are going to debate about it, whether it was a good signing or not or whatever. But in all fairness, like, even when we bought Fred, it was a last-minute thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, Lindelof. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know squat, squat A, <laughs> about Lindelof. Last-minute buy. Everybody, last-minute buy. Dummy and the Italian. Last-minute... Man, like nah, bruh. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this, fam. And you know, we always get these like third option buys. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we, we never, never get, get guy. Options. I mean, literally. I mean, I'm not taking a knock at Rasmus Hoyland, but I mean, we wanted Kane. You know what I yeah. mean? If yeah. we failed to get Kane, we wanted Victor Ozerman. Whatever order you want to put it in, first, second, whatever. You know, yeah. and we never managed to get that across the line. And now we had to. Um, we we ended up getting Rasmus Hoyland. You check what I'm saying? Mm. And with him, we've overpaid for him. Like I said, like we mentioned before in the other podcast, like a lot of these players are overpaid. So we can't even go there and start debating if they're worth it or not, right? I mean, he's a kid, right? Yeah. Um, and he had his official first debut season last season. He should no way be close to that amount that we bought him for, right? Yeah, yeah. Now that's our last minute signing that we have to deal with. Mason Mount, I mean... Look, he's injured now. Again, overpaid for him. You know, going and United, this is this is what they do season after season. You know, the first player that they bring into the club, it's like, yeah, we get it. You know what I mean? He's a good player, yeah. whatever. We didn't need him. You know what I mean? Like, we needed other players in other positions where we're lacking. And we always end up getting players that we don't need at the moment. Mkhitaryan, Sancho, um, what's his name from, from Arsenal? Um, what's his name again? Uh... uh what is his name? We did the swap deal with Mikitarian for him. What is his name again? Sanchez or Sanchez. something? Alexis. Alexis Sanchez. You know what I mean? We didn't yeah. need him. Martial is playing very well. You know what I mean? And then we get Sanchez. We give them Mikitarian. You know, Sanchez is relegated to... Um, Martial is relegated to the, to the bench. Sanchez comes in. Doesn't really do much. And I remember at that time, we needed Ooh. a number seven. We have, we've, we've needed a number seven for a long time. Yes. And it's only and it's only last season when we got Anthony. Before Anthony, there was no number seven. You know what I mean? And yeah. then we only get one, and it's like, okay, cool, happy days, you know. But then it's like, okay, we now need to start bolstering up in other positions. In all fairness, yes, we did get Ferran, you know, we did get Martinez, we did get Casimiro. But when you look at um, Casimiro and Veran, again, I'm not taking a knock to them, but they're like, aging. They've aged. You know what I mean? Ericsson yeah. as well. Ericsson is, I mean, he's probably left with, this is probably going to be his last good season. You know, yeah. probably next season you'll be done. And yeah. then, again, we need to go into the transfer window, replacing important positions, and it's a lot of them that we need to replace. So we need to find now another number seven to challenge that place for Anthony because clearly doesn't want to play anyone else in that position. We'll need to replace Casimiro. We'll need to replace Ericsson. We'll need to replace Varane. Yet we're getting players like Mason Mount. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay. Going to that, like then it means we need to question the manager because the manager made Mason Mount his first priority. You know, he he wanted Mason Mount. I mean, I can to a certain extent I back the manager, but at the same time I'm also questioning his his like the urgency to get Mount because we yeah. didn't really need to get him right away. You no. know, because now you look at the situation that we're having and, you know, it comes back to the model. Like, what is the model of Manchester United? Yeah. Um, uh, one, of, one, of, one of our members in the community, in our WhatsApp community, he said, we let go of Yuri Tillemans, um, uh, James, Madis- James Madison and, uh, and James Ward-Prowse. Like, we let those guys go. Yeah. But then... Then I was like, okay, that's a very interesting question because those guys are actually very good midfielders and not taking a pop at anything. Like those guys are guaranteed to be sort of fit. They're guaranteed to play. Maybe Madison has got a little bit of injuries there and there, but he raised a good point. But then now when you look at what we are challenging against, we're looking at places like, we're looking at teams like Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City. I should have put Man City first, but you know, I was just trying to hate a little bit. And then 
Newcastle, all these teams making very good signings. Bro, you you have no idea how jealous I sit here looking at the news of these teams. You look at West Ham. West Ham just bought Kudus today. That guy yeah. is going to... I mean... I mean, for West Ham, like, he's guaranteed, he's definitely going to move from West yeah. Ham. You know what I mean? He's going to raise their level up a little bit. But I'm talking, like, what was the model? Because we seem to be, we seem to fail to get the, 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 the main targets that we actually want. You know, we've been dying for uh, a central defensive midfielder for years um, up until Casemiro came in, you know? But then again, you just mentioned it, like, Casemiro, when we got him, that was a last-minute deal. Like I love Casemiro; he's a Rolls Royce. Like he's my vroom vroom. But yeah. we bought him when he's past it. Like he's yeah, he's done. Like he's playing champagne football right now. He's really yeah. I like I like his mentality. He's got a very elite mentality, but he's past it. Yeah, same as Varane. His best years were in Real Madrid. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then Ericsson. Ericsson... Uh, not to even take a pop at him because we almost lost him. You know, for me, Ericsson coming to Manchester United was like a fantasy signing. I was, yeah. I had my stamp on all over that approval. I was like, yes, get Ericsson in. Like, he's going to bring some sort of different flair, and he has. The problem with Ericsson is that it's the same problem we had with our maestro, Juan Mata. The game is fast. The game is too much. It's too demanding. You know what I mean? He doesn't have legs in, which takes us back to why Ayrton Hag brought in Mason Mount. So he brought in Mason Mount to be a little bit more energetic than, 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 um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the way he's deploying him, the way we as fans are watching the game, it doesn't seem to work. And Eric Ten Hag is sitting there and defending and saying that, nah, there's nothing wrong with my midfield. Which, to a certain extent, I understand. Because when you look at the game in a nutshell, if our forwards are not pressing, then there's that gap in between the 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 the, the, the midfield and uh, the yeah. midfield and the opposition's when they're attacking us. You know, there's that gap. Yeah. And then if our yeah. midfield is not gelling then obviously they're going to just keep on bombarding us. And when you get players that are not pressing, we have a problem. So yeah. that's why it looked like we we're being outplayed. But then Eric Ten Hag sits there and says, nah, there's nothing wrong. So, okay, fine. Now that Mason Mount is injured, we have a problem because you are not starting Ericsson. Yeah. So is Ericsson going to give us 90 minutes? Are we now going to now look back into the bench and now bring in uh, Scott McTominay? I I am really, really scared and sad about the situation that is going on right now with United. But I want to ask you, bro, going back to yeah. that thing of asking about the kind of model, the kind of players that we're supposed to bring in Manchester United. Can we now question this Mason Mount deal? Because like you said, he's expensive. He was For the amount of money that you've bought him, and now we've given him the number seven shirt. You know, that number seven shirt is very iconic. So you give him that, and now he's injured. And so far, he hasn't really lived up to what the manager's hype was about him. What's next? What do we do? Why didn't we sign those James Madison and the James Ward Prouses and the Yuri Tillemans of those? Why didn't we go for them? Because those guys were free. Uh, like Yuri Tillemans was free. Uh, I think James Madison wasn't that much, could have afforded him. Um, James Ward Prowse as well. I think he costed like 13 mil or something like that. We're looking for a defensive midfield. I'm not saying that that's what we want. But yeah, tell me, D, what is, what, what is, what does, who qualifies to be a Manchester United midfielder? Yeah, man. Look, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, you know, looking back at Yuri Tillemans, I know there's questions around it, but you know, before Yuri Tillman signed for Leicester, we wanted yeah. him and he yeah. didn't want to come to us. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> trying to question why didn't he come to us or why yeah. did we not go for him? I think it was the case of this player just doesn't want to play for Man United, right? Okay. Okay. Um, James Madison, I think it's in the same boat as 
Mason Mount. Like he's not the player that we re- we need right now at Manchester United, right? Mm. I'm not saying he's not a quality player, but yeah. if we bought him as opposed to Mason Mount, I it honestly is, believe we're going yeah. to have the same problem, you know, yes, not yeah. being defensively disciplined because obviously we're looking for someone to play in that position, right? That Ericsson plays in. Yeah. So if we got um, what you call this, Madison, I think we're still going to end up with the same problem, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think the players that we should actually be contesting for or having a debate about is players like Caicedo. You know, he's the type of player that we're looking at to fit yeah. into that model, right? Um, yeah, so th- that... Like right now, the way Ten Hag wants to play, clearly he just wants to have um, a number ten, right? Yeah. One attacking midfielder, and then he wants two defensive midfielders. That's how he has structured his whole game, right? That's how he, yeah. he structured how how he plays and his game plan and everything like that with these players. So um, if that wasn't the case, and he was playing a different type of football with one holding, then yeah. yes, we would go in question to say, okay, but that other player was available. That other player was available, but. At the same time, we also need to look at the grander picture of all things. Like, yeah. Manchester United over the years has slowly become irrelevant, right? And as much as we do not want to accept it, it's clearly the case, right? And I'm talking about in a footballing sense. Obviously, on a marketing and global and all this crap nonsense, you know what I mean? We're doing fantastic, you know? But on the pitch, we are crap, you understand? And no one wants to come and play for a crap team, you know? If we, if we can't even, like... We're not organized, fam. You know what I mean? Why would a player at this current stage want to come into a disorganized team at the moment? Not even sure if they're going to be starting. You know what I mean? Not even sure like what where, what the future looks like. Yes, we did have a good season last season. But right now, in, in all honesty, there are better clubs out there in the Premier League that just look, they look like they have a brighter future in this current state. I mean, look at Newcastle. Yeah. Newcastle right now look way more organized, playing way better football. Obviously, they recently got bought out. They look like a future project that these younger players can now buy into. And like I said, given the, the amount of years that you know United has gone, yes, we won something last season, but I mean, the last time you won a major title, it's been so many years, right? And when you look at the, the, the age of these players that we want to recruit, looking at the amount of time that's gone by, during that spell, we were not doing anything amazing for them at this age that they are right now to say, yeah, I've been watching you guys since I was 10 years old. I'm now 20. In the past 10 years, what have we done? You understand? <laughs> what have we done? What, what, what motivation has Manchester United... What, what motivation are we giving these players to come, to, the, to come and play for us? You understand what I'm saying, fam? You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Back then, it made sense. This is a big team. They're winning trophies. They're winning titles. They're in Champions League. These players are coming, not even sure if they're going to be playing Champions League in the next season. You see what I'm saying, fam? I mean, if we're doing so well, the time when we had Ole, we should have got Haaland. But we didn't. Because it's like, nah, I want, a, I want Champions League. You know what I mean? I want to sing the, the Champions League song. I can't come to United not being guaranteed game time because we, we know Ole, you know, how he was stubborn with his first um team. Yeah. And didn't want to do squad rotation, you know. Harden is like, nah, fam, I want to come and be guaranteed game time. And you can't guarantee me that game time. You can't guarantee me Champions League. You can't guarantee me trophies. Why the hell should I come to you? You see? So at this mm. current moment, unfortunately, yes, as big as Manchester United, the club is, we also need to just open our eyes and see the reality for what it is. We need to slowly rebuild. And you know what I'm saying? And I think Ten Hag, I think he knows that deep down. And maybe that's why he's going for players that he has worked with before. So they trust yeah. him more than they trust the club. You understand? And that's the only reason why they're coming to Manchester United to play for him. Because trust, if he was not our manager, do you think some <laughs> of these players would have come to Man United? Do you think Bo Anthony would have come? Look, and, 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 and chance. not a chance. And look, and the other reason why also we're getting all these other players that are very eager to come and they're not the players that we need is because they know they're going to get a freaking big paycheck, fam. You know what I'm saying? This is where you come to get rich. This is where, Manchester United is the club where you come to ball out. You know what I'm saying? To get like it's a... Arabia you, you understand what I'm saying, fam? It's, it's a retirement <laughs> club for players that are like, nah... No club is going to buy me for this amount of money or put me on this type of side. Look at Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire is refusing to leave Man United because he knows. He's like, nah, fam, I'm earning the peace. I will sit on the bench if I have to, 
Israel is going to pay for this guy is ready to sacrifice his eight position for the guap fam. Did you see how disorganized this club is, my guy? You know, so right now, we, should, you know, honestly, like the type of players that we can attract right now are players that have either played for Ten Hag. Players that are looking for a retirement, you know what I mean, fund, you know. Players that are like, I need to bump the cheese up, you know, I, I need a guinea in a month. You understand, fam? Other than that, especially the players in the Premier League, these guys see us, they see us week in, week out. They're like, nah, 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 nah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, the other clubs that I'll get a good salary, but I also want to compete, you check. And then, of course, we've got... We've we've got those anomalies like Bruno Fernandes. You know he has been a big fan. You know ever since he was he was a child. So those are the the small instances. You know where, you know we get lucky where a player comes says, "Now nah, I've actually always wanted to play." Like we we got freaking lucky with Bruno Fernandes, man. Like like I think that's why United fans really appreciate you know because man he could have gone to Liverpool. You know, he could have gone anywhere he wanted to, but he, he was had actually... to come to United, fam. Like, ah, yes. oh, bless him. Oh, bless him. Tottenham. Like, Remember, almost fam. Tottenham. Hey. Ah, my guy. So now looking at this transfer market, like I said, you look at most of these players, Um, like, I think we're always going to be getting these funny, funny players, like, the, like I said, the ones who have played for, for Eric Ten Hag, the ones who just want, you know, uh, more money. And then, like I said, you got those ones that have just been like diehard United, you know, supporters ever since yeah. childhood, and they just want to come and elevate the team. But man, some of these, it's just like you know, man, like even Mason Mount, like I, I don't, I don't buy it. You know, this whole thing of yeah, sub, you know, many many supporters, and nah, fam, you you're gonna come, you know, get a good salary, start first team. You know what I mean, like. Yeah, if, yeah. if if this was really your the club that you wanted to be at, you know, this push would have been made a long time ago, right? The okay. only reason why yeah. you left Chelsea is because they bought a, a whole lot of players. You knew that it was going to, what you call, be a challenge for you to get back into that first team and maybe even be in favours with the new manager. So, like, the Mount thing, like, and I, I don't rate it. I don't rate that signing. I, I'm not saying I don't rate the player. But I don't rate the signing. I don't think it's it's as extravagant as we think it is, you know. Yeah, and yeah. yes, players do take time to like gel into the team. I can't. We can't expect everyone to be a Bruno Fernandez, get into the team and start doing his thing from day from day one, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But man, I don't know. Like, so in terms of your your question about the signings and stuff, yeah, yeah. man, I don't know, fam. I don't know. But right now, I'm just defeated because. Anyone that we're going to get right now in the market, apart from Amrabat, like, I just know they're not the, the player that we need. You know what I mean? They just yeah. stop gaps. We're just patching up the cracks, you know, and we, we just need to do better. And the only way we can do better is to just show that we can be better. Almost taking that, almost like we're going like through an Arsenal phase. You know what I mean? You know, Oof. Arsenal also went through a phase where players just didn't want to come to the club anymore. There was, there was nothing there for them. I mean, the, it was just academy and randos here and there, you know. But now, obviously, they're now getting to that. Um, they're, they're, they're rebuilding, you know what I mean? And they're rebuilding well. And so yeah. now we are also losing signings to to Arsenal, you know. People are like, nah, man, there's a better project. They're well-organized. They've got a fly stadium. I hear you guys to have done jacuzzi since 1962. You know what I mean? Like, nah, fam. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, fam? Like, we, 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 we need to improve in all areas, you know, and it's just unfortunate that, like, we've let, you know, the crack, you know, like, go too far. And now we're at the point where this club is crumbling down and uh. we, don't have, we don't have any plaster to, like, duct tape, duct tape the, the cracks anymore. You know, uh. this whole thing just needs to crumble to the dust. And we just need like a proper, 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 proper reset, you know. And mm. yeah, man. And and obviously to start with now bringing in Ten Hag, and hopefully, you know, um, I heard this the other day. You know, they're talking about Mourinho. You know, he went and won the three titles, and they, he never got backed, and then he was sacked by December. And you know, Ten Hag is sort of like falling under that same fate because yeah, you know, yeah, he's proven like, look, I've done the best with what I could do. You know what I mean? I've got us into Champions League. I've won us a trophy, you know, yeah. um, back me, back me. You understand what I'm saying? Like, 
let's go out there like yes yeah. these players that need to be get that need to get rid of but let's first bring in the ones that we need so we don't lose them let's not wait to say oh we need to sell x y and z player you know what i mean so we can raise the funds go find the freaking funds you guys are like top five richest clubs in the world or whatever figure it out you understand what yeah. i mean if chelsea yeah. could figure it out if arsenal could figure it out why can't we you know what i mean why are we putting our chest you know um pumping out our chest saying hey hey my united we know we're, we're financially good da, 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 da. but then we can't go and, and execute the um what's needed you know what i mean in, in the transfer yeah. market why does it always have to be a disaster so yeah man like right now i know it's going to be last minute like even this john what what Dadibo, whatever look i don't care if he's better than than than, than harry maguire but he's not the one that we wanted we wanted dude from what is this was it napoli or whatever the, King Ming Jay, you understand what I'm saying? Why did yeah. we get him? We were there mising, and then we end up losing to Bayern Munich. You understand what I'm saying? We should have got boy. Why didn't we just go out there? He should have been the first signing, not not freaking Mason Mount. You understand what I'm saying, fam? Yeah. I, don't, I don't rate this thing, this this Mason Mount um signing. We should have got boy first, then when started getting the other players, the other players because really. He doesn't want to bench Bruno. You understand what I'm saying? And Mason Mount is an attacking midfielder from what I know. Now what? We're going to just be buying players and converting, buying and converting because we can't get the first option players that we want. Interesting. <sighs> interesting. Interesting. Now I feel your frustration, D. I do. And going back to that point of of the Mason Mount um, signing not being as ex- extravagant as people think, I actually, I tend to agree. I agree with you because, but at the same time, I see where um, Eric Ten Hag's mind is at. But again, it goes back to the whole thing of like, nah, he couldn't have, it wasn't the right time. Which takes me now, D, you know that United, like especially the hierarchy. Now, let's, let's, let's dive into those, those people that own the club that we love so much because those guys, they tend to mess with us, especially when it comes to signings. Now, I get that people are frustrated with the Mount signing because they don't think it was a a big deal or anything like that. But you know how United are with... You know what record we have when it comes to signings. We always take long. Sometimes we miss out on the player. Um, I mean, example, Frankie de Jong... You know, we fumbled that. Like, that thing went up for so long. So, to a certain extent, I sort of appreciate the fact that we were kind of able to get in a first signing as quick as we did. Now, I'm not saying that... Yeah, I'm not saying that it should have been Mount, but I wish it could have been somebody else. But then this now goes back to the manager because the manager felt like, nah, I need to get this guy in as soon as possible. Otherwise, I won't be able to because history has shown... When Manchester United dilly dally with um, with deals, for some weird weird reason, the price seems to keep on going up, up, up. You check Anthony right now. Anthony was not seventy two or whatever money that we bought him for. He was around fifty something, you know, maybe high like forty nine to fifty something, fifty seven. There, he was around yeah. that much. But then we fumbled, we dilly dallied with those guys, and these guys are like, nah, these guys are playing. Let's slap them with another couple of mils, you know. And they slapped us with a couple of mils. And we came at the time when we came at a very, very wrong, wrong time. So now I get people's frustration with Eric Ten Hag bringing in Mason Mount. But then I kind of like put myself in his shoes because when you look at everything in, in a whole, that was the quickest deal that he could do. I don't think that these guys could have done any other deal like... You, for example, you talked about Kim Min Jae. We were, we were, we were linked to that guy, like heavily linked. There wasn't yeah. a joke in there. Like Eric Ten Hag wanted this guy, but how did this nigga met? Sorry, oh my French. How did this brother <laughs> find himself in Bayern Munich? Like how? And for the amount of money that we he went there for, are you telling me that United cannot afford that? Which brings us back to this thing of you know United have this also very annoying tendency of telling us that, okay, the budget for this year, because you even touched up on it, the budget for this year is 120 and we need to sell players to buy, blah, blah, blah. And then when push comes to shove or something happens, then all of a sudden, like a hundred mil just pops up from nowhere. Like, exactly. just, 
magically appears and it's like no manchester united had this money in reserve uh that's my donald trump voice Manchester United had this money in reserve and we were just waiting for some crisis like this. This is our, our, our piggyback, like our go-to uh, crisis fund. This is where yeah. we go. Nonsense. Nonsense, bruh. Like the, and I guarantee you, D, I have this feeling, you know, my, my, the football gods are speaking to me. They're telling me, you know, I tell you, they're like, nah, man, there's going to be some sort of twist and turn. But then at the same time, the transfer deadline is next week. Like, it's literally on Friday next week. Today, next week. Like, United, we don't have a very good track record with when it comes to signing players very quickly. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like something might happen. I am annoyed with everything that's going on, especially... I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm so annoyed with this Johnny Evans one-year deal. Oh, I mean, man. that... That that is frustrating. It's like really, don't even really? Get me started. like really, really. You sold Johnny Evans at a time when we actually needed him in the club. Dude. Now you are bringing him back when he's all frail, old, like it's dust. There, what Bruh. is he going to give us? And this should actually be a slap in Maguire's face. Like Maguire, dog. If you don't get this hint, I don't know how you are going to get it. But I can guarantee you this. You gotta pray for Martinez, Lindelof, and Varane to get injured. If those guys have a brilliant season, you are screwed because there's no way you're going to play international football. And mm -hmm. if you do get picked for international football, then we will know that there's favoritism in the national team for you guys. Like, I mean, we care, but at the same time, we don't really care. But we care because we watch you guys. But that yeah. is a big slap in Maguire's face. Like, dude. We don't want you. Just bounce. We're trying to get in some people inside here. We're trying to bring in some people to bolster our squad, but nah, he's there. I don't know what's going on with Donny van der Beek because he's somebody that, remember when we signed him, we were so excited. Yeah. We were drooling over him. We were like, yes, he's going to be our ambiguous number eight, six, or whatever. He can attack, but he can also play CDM. But no, yeah. he links the midfield. Wait a minute. Nah, Donny van der Beek just does small passes, you know. He's mm. just there to connect small passes and make sure that you're there and just confuse players. Man, we were so excited about him and now he's just, like, he doesn't exist. Which goes back to what you said about, wait a minute, who's in this club right now? Like, what's going on? Sam? Who is actually there? Like, Sam? wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. However... I want to say something real quick. And this is me getting real with Manchester United fans because I've already seen this Eric Ten Hag out thing. And that shocked me. It actually made me sick to my stomach because I was like, how dare you? How dare you say that? How, how dare you even think it? We understand that our manager, yes, is making certain calls that we don't understand, but he's the manager. And you should not forget because I hate when people forget the past. The past help us remember and do certain things. Yes, in football, it seems like nowadays the past doesn't really, really matter. But then as United fans, the past does matter because our club is based in history. What you do for this club is remembered. And Eric Ten Hag beat the odds last season. He mm. beat the odds last season. He made very difficult. You know, I think for any manager out there, that was one of the most brutal seasons for the first season, like for a manager. You know, yeah. you're coming in there, you're inserting your rules, you're making these changes, these changes, you're dealing with the goats. I mean, that was a big bust up, you know, and he dealt with it and he got us, you know, people might have not liked how ended up but then he got us where we never thought we would be we were third place we could have even been a little bit higher you know some games our players actually let us down but this yeah. manager has managed to rile this troop this very dysfunctional manchester united this this nonsense that we have had like we've been harboring man we are manchester united hordes bruh 
we hold players, we keep nonsense. We just keep them there and they just sit there and they rot. And some of them, it's not even their choice of them rotting. Like they could have really contributed, but then some managers have come and gone and have really messed up with them. And a manager has come in and he's trying to stabilize the, the, the club. He's trying to do things the right way. Man, you know what? Eric Ten Hag won the FA, the, the Carabao Cup last season. Manchester yeah. United fans. Yes, it's a small cup. But screw you for playing that down. Because mm. when was the last time we won anything before mm. him? I, that was during Jose Mourinho. We never yeah. won anything with Ole. We beat to so many finals and semi-finals and flopped. We could have been better. But then the culture of the club has just changed. And your anger is directed at the wrong people. When we yeah. brought Ten Hag in, this man was the right man. He is the right man for the job. I said it in our first pod- podcast. I said, I trust this man with our lives, with my life. Like, that is a real thing. Like, I'm trying to compare how much I actually trust him. Let's yeah. give him the patience. Let's stop this nonsense of Eric Ten Hag. Oh, and start nitpicking at a lot of things that don't really matter. You know, one of the things I saw today was in the press conference. They asked him about the Mason Greenwood situation and he refused to answer. So people are like, why didn't he answer? Yo, he's already had his say on it. Like the club has already decided, like the, the higher ups have decided what the move is with Mason Greenwood. What else do you want him to say? Because everybody knows that he wanted it. Mason Greenwood to be part of the squad. And all these reports that have come in, with even with the club, with the players, that they actually were considering him coming back in. So he has already said his part. He doesn't need to go back and say anything again. Man, our manager's looking defeated. And here we are, busy going down on him again. Now I'm trying to pick, oh, Eric is this, Eric is this, he's making this choice. Oh, uh, this finding this. Nah, nah, it's the Glazers. Take your anger to the Glazers. Yeah. The same look that he's having right now, I've seen it before. I saw it in Ranik. Ranik was just defiant. Like he just went ham. Like he didn't care. He told us exactly what we wanted to hear. He told yeah. us that our club needed an open heart surgery. You know, and he said yeah. that maybe some people didn't pay attention, but that mm. is a serious operation. I mean, I know that there are doctors out there, they can back me up. That is a serious thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that is Interesting, yeah. He mentioned it. I saw this defeated look on Ole. Ole was, you know, Ole was part of the Chomis, you know, Ole was part of the boys. I saw it in Mourinho that last season where he was like, Listen, I took you guys to second. I won you guys all these titles. I'm asking you guys to back me up. No, 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 no. So, your anger, United fans, please, I beg you, let's rile behind our manager. He is a breath of fresh air. He is the man that has really come and given us hope. You know, we've been watching Manchester United for a long time where you watch them play and ask yourself, what the hell is going on here? Like, what are we playing? Like, are we, what for? Okay, I see the formation, but what's the plan? And then you watch City and you literally eat popcorns and enjoy. You know, you're like, you know what these guys are doing. You see this. You watch Liverpool. Everybody has got a style of play. We didn't have a style of play. The manager's trying to bring in players so that he can impose his style of play. People are keep asking, when is his style of play going to be implemented? It's only going to be implemented when you back him up. So until then, he is going to make do with what he has. And mind you, he's not Ole. You cannot put Ole in this situation. Ole is just going to pick his boys. Mm-hmm. Eric Ten Hag is a tactician. He's a coach. He's going to bring somebody out of wherever because I'm. I actually foresee the Lord playing on the left this weekend. By the way, because we don't yeah. have anybody else to play there, so I just see. Or maybe he's gonna try and put Lindelof. I don't know, but he's That's gonna put somebody there. You know, yeah. and we're gonna be okay against Nottingham Forest. But if we are gonna bring that same intensity and that energy that seems to be recurring from the Wolves and the Tottenham, we're gonna be smashed. But back your manager. I, I don't know. I, I've been a different... You, Dinda, we've talked about this, man. We, we are people that back our managers. However, yeah. 
I remember in the past, like, I mean, I remember with Ranik, you had very, very strong opinions. Like, you didn't understand yeah. that 4 2 2 and you're like, hey, I'm not going to start praising this guy. And which rightfully so, you were, you, you were absolutely right to do, to say what you were saying at the time. But I think it's a different case now with Eric Ten Hag. And I, you can correct me if I'm wrong. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah. Yeah, man. Like, I think it's, it's it's different in the sense that, you know, Eric Ten Hag came in the beginning of the season, last season, and yeah. he wasn't just thrown into the mess, um, like how Ragnik was thrown into the mess. I mean, he literally had no options. He did, I mean, when he came in, we just loaned out Martial to, was it Seville or something like that? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Our, our players were not taking... You know what I mean? We just didn't, I mean, we had, we had Max Source Fred in the midfield. You know, we had Maguire, Lindelof at the back. You know, um, I can't remember who, who were even our wingers at that time. But yeah, man, it, it was an absolute mess, you know. And as much as I was hard on him, you yeah. know, I also had an understanding that, you know, he was just thrown into a situation that was completely beyond his control. But I think for me, the biggest thing was... Um, because because of coming from Ole and being so stubborn in terms of um, player selection, because that was also a very big issue with Ragnik was his player selection and not trying to switch things up. Because I mean, what did he have to lose, right? Because when he came yeah. in, um, was he did he come in as an interim or did, or did we like sign him? Sign him? He came in as an interim, right? You mean Ragnik? Yeah. He was he was an interim and then he was going to be our director of over football yeah. yeah i'm like if you're coming here as as an interim you might as well just like you know what i'm saying like at, at that point in our season we yeah. were not playing for anything you check so yeah. i just thought that he, he should have come and i'm not saying not install his style of play but really try and experiment as much as possible you know and at least try and get because i mean at that time we had donny you know donny was not being used you know True. Uh, did, did we have donny or did we loan him out to everton at that point was he already gone um, I think he, he might have been out? injured. Yeah. Then he went like for half a season. Ah, no, he did he go for a full season? I think he went Everton. for... I think no, it was half a season. Half a half season. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he went for half a season. But yeah, yeah, man, like we had options off the bench. He didn't want to use the options off the bench. So again, it he, it was it was to his own demise, right? And yeah. I do get the frustration around, um, around Ten Hag at the moment. And I'm not saying that we should not back him. But yeah. at the same time, he's also not prone to, to not receive criticism at the same time, you true. see? So, like, he, he also needs to wake up and not become, you know, the demise of his own destruction and also say, okay, you know what? Um, this is not working out. You understand what I'm saying? Until I get said players or whatever, let me yeah. try to figure this thing out. Like you said, he's a tactician. You see, he needs to look at his bench, he needs to look at his players, and he needs to see what's good for the team. But at the same time, you know, I also don't want to put so much of the blame. Even, I'm not putting the blame on Ten Hag, but maybe if it's coming across that way. But I think also a lot of the blame has to go towards the players because the players themselves Thank you are, for are, are, that. are not ticking. You understand yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like we yeah. we yeah. can't even string 10 passes before losing the ball. You know, Preach. like these players Preach. also need to tighten up. You know, they also need to get disciplined because a lot of the time, you know, we're losing the ball very very carelessly you know we have got no structure no nothing you know we just when, whenever we're just receiving a lot of pressure we just kick the ball up front lose possession and the opposition team comes back at us because they're more organized running us in the midfield you know running us down the flanks and and, and, and being very threatening you know towards us and then we can't even counter that with anything at the moment the only thing we have in our back pocket is counter-attacks and that's what we're relying on and we can't continue with this same trend of relying on individual brilliance and kicking the ball up front and hoping for something. Like, these players need to wake up, you know? They need to start playing disciplined football because this thing is not going to work if the players are also not on board with what the coach is instructing them to do. So, honestly, I, 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 I feel really bad for the hard I Hey man, hey man, hey my guy, ah man, I'm chapter two, verse three. This is what Pastor D is preaching, man. They're letting him down, fam. The players are letting down. I was, you know, I was, I was actually waiting for you to like, 
like i was waiting i was if you never said it i was going yeah. to jump and be like you know what they, these players we need to go down on them like we really 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 need to go down on them because it's unacceptable yeah. it's unacceptable it's, it's unacceptable it's yes. unacceptable and you know i go you know granddad granddad fergie you know granddad fergie said a, a very interesting interview i don't know if it was that game the game that we 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 i i think it was the first game he had like a post game thingy yeah. Um, yeah, and he talked about what it is to be a Manchester United player. And I don't know if there's a team at, at, at United, like a group of specialists, specialists that can try and, I don't know, drill what, meant, what it means to be a Manchester United player. Because he mentioned, coming to Manchester United, you need, as a player, you need yeah. to understand that it comes with a lot of expectations. Like, yeah. if you cannot handle, if you cannot handle, that's why a lot of players actually make it when they go, when they leave Manchester United. You'll be like, you see the guy driving, playing very well because at the club that he's playing at, there is no pressure to win. So already, yeah. you come to Manchester United, you better bring your A game. And yeah. I don't think a lot of these guys understand that in this club. And some of them, maybe they do, but they come through the, the, the youth system they never really got to experience granddad's era, you know, when they used to win, you know, that, that the yeah. era that has spoiled us, D, yeah. you and I, yeah. you know, like we, you know, we have, we, hey, granddad spoiled us, man. <laughs> he did. Let, me just, on, let me just take a breath. And oh, just man. Appreciate granddad. Granddad Fergie, man, spoiled us. And yeah, you know, yeah. when you just think back, like, I think that's the problem. Like, that's what I struggle with a long time, with a lot, is thinking about what granddad used to do for us. You know, I was like, yeah. nah, and I started looking at these players and saying, nah, this player is not giving enough. This guy's yeah. not, he's not, yeah. You know, and I started like, yo, we need to really, really come down on these players. These players, they need to take responsibilities for their actions. It's no joke. Yeah. Anthony needs to stop being petulant. I mean, I get it. It's part of his thingy. But he needs to watch out for the 5-0. The 5-0 are on us today, this season. 5-0 yeah. are not playing. We can't risk unnecessary cards and uh, suspensions and uh, risk, like, really destroying our squad. Like, the already depleted squad that we have, like, already yeah. not just lighting it up. Nah, we, we can't afford that. We can't yeah. afford that. So everybody needs to be on their best behavior. Everybody needs to, to get their act together. Yeah. Like, what you were talking about, not being able to string passes and trying to do stuff. Like, what are you doing during the week when we are all here waiting for you to to to, to come and mesmerize us? Like, to, we are expecting you to score. Everybody is sitting here saying, you know what? You lost. It's cool. But we will bounce back. This is what we are doing as United fans. We're like, nah, we believe in these guys. These guys are going to they're gonna bounce back. What is yeah. it that you're doing at training? Are you exactly. guys just busy taking a piss and not working. What is it? What are you guys working on? Are you listening to what the manager is saying? Is the manager wrong for picking you? Like what is going on? So yeah, man, like, Hey, but I, 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 I agree with you. Ayrton Hag does, um, like he does deserve some sort of criticism, but then in the current state that we're in right now, I really think he needs our backing. We yeah. might, we will not agree with the choices that he makes. He is right there. He's on the ground. You know what mm. I mean? Like he's, the, he's taking recon. Like he sees everything that's going on right there. So he might have a better understanding. We are just consumers. We consume. And the way we are now spoiled with the way technology is and football, we now feel like we have a say and, you know, and this, this and that, which is cool. We understand. But let's, Let's back the man on the ground. Let's let's push behind him and let's take our anger to the Glazers. Let's get rid of these guys. I mean, I don't know if they're going to bounce or not, but I swear to you, if Altani comes in, if that Tatari money comes into United, bling, bling, money ain't a thing, my guy. He's oh, just going to no. be like, Tariq, what do you want? <laughs> you know, he'll be like, I don't normally do this, but hey, keep the party hey, going. Let's my get guy. 
players. You know, we're gonna start feeling good. You know, and then yeah. we're gonna even you. The manager's gonna have the players that he wants, and then we're gonna be like, okay. But right now, we're directing the anger to the wrong people. Eric, yes, cool, and the players. The players do deserve criticism. They actually deserve more criticism than the manager because he's yeah. picking them. These guys are deceiving him. There's no way he's gonna put a player in the starting lineup when he thinks that he's burnt out or not fit or not capable of representing the badge that we support. Now, yeah. that's Pastor Benito for you right there. Anyway, but yeah, man, you, you understand what I mean? <laughs> no, I totally get you. And you yeah, know, so man, yeah. take, take, taking it back to the transfers, I'm, I'm just reading this article right now. Yeah. Apparently. apparently <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me laugh. <laughs> apparently, United oh. are looking into Ryan Bertrand. As a fan. Man, like he's done. Like, like uh, nah, nah. This, this dude is, is, is 34 nah, years old. 34 nah, nah. years old. And we're looking no. into him to to replace, uh, well, not to replace, no. but to come in for, for Luke Shaw because he's no. injured. So actually, you see what I was saying, fam? You see what I was saying, bro? What did we do to you? I'm on my knees right and, now. And, 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 and you know you? what? And you know what? Man? I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to complete this because he's right, right now he's a free agent. So there's nothing. There's no negotiation. There's no nothing. Yeah. It's literally like, boy, come through. Sign here. We'll pay you bills on bills. You know what I mean? Just come through. And this, this is what pisses me off. It's now going for these players who are like free agents. And we know that that's an easy sign for us. I mean, look, we got Johnny Evans. This is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely D, ridiculous. D, I got a question for you, though. Do you yeah. think that this is an Eric Ten Hag move? Hell no. You this see, is, this, this, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's no way Eric Ten Hag is going to ask for Ryan Bertrand. No way. They expect hey, us hey, to hey, get hey. excited about this signing. Do they honestly expect us to get excited about this signing? Man, United right. are a piss. And then they want to come and say, no, Talking we backed cool. Eric Ten Hag. We bought him players. You bought him right, Bertrand. Are you, are you, like, this? <laughs> D, D, you have raised my question. Oh, I oh, am annoyed. That is man. bullshit. I'm sorry. Forgive my Bulgarian language. That is bullshit. That is yeah. nonsense, D. That guy, Bertrand, I remember Bertrand from Fantasy. That guy used to be good at some point. And then yeah. he went on this injury thing, and I've never heard from him since. So what is this nonsense? Like, what is this? Is this another Anatovich kind of bullshit Dude. that they're trying to do to us? Because honestly, I'd I'd rather prefer they just start Alvaro Fernandez. You know what I mean? Or they Dude. start Mart- or they start Martinez, and then they <laughs> pair up Lindelof and and Varane. Because the way the way I'm reading this report is that Luke Shaw is actually going to be out for quite some time. And obviously, yeah. we don't have Malasia fit, and we loaned out Brandon <laughs> Williams. So for me, it's like I'd rather start Alvaro Fernandez Thank than you. bring in Ryan Bertrand, hundred percent, or start um, the butcher to the left, and then have um, Lindelof play alongside Varane. Because I honestly can't do this. I can't. And I can't. you know what? Alvaro is going to impress. I've been watching that. Man, I watched the Academy Boys, and I think you have watched, been watching him too. I think he's the yeah. one that we got from Real Madrid, right? Fernandez. He's the yeah. one that actually left Real Madrid and said, nah, I want to go to United. That boy is a beautiful left back. He plays yeah. with so much maturity. He has this poise. I would back it. I just don't know what's his situation because I heard that we're trying to loan him out or get him, like, sell. So I don't know. Like, he's... The, you know... If there's one opportunity for us to just put in a kid and like say, kid, this is your time. Step up. This is one of those moments, you know. And then the kid, he's going to try. He's ready. He's ready. Don't bring in this cripple for no man. Nah, 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 nah. Wasting money on signings we don't need. You bring Burton in, he gets injured. Then you've got three left backs injured. Like, and then what? And then what? And then what? Nah, 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 nah. United, this is this is what I'm talking about. A lot of signings that they make. Sometimes you wonder if they're the managers uh, signing or not, because you can get mixed up in the in the in the hype 
and in the, the the passion for being passionate about the club that you you forget to ask your question wait wait a minute did this manager really want this player or is it the club just saying that listen this is what we can get for you and then yeah. he has to take the fall for it and then the fans you my people the united fans you go in on your manager because it seems like he's the one that authorized the signing Nah, mm. he's authorized if he is if Eric Ten Hag has any part in this signing, then he has been dealt some really messed up cards. And yeah. he has looked at Burton and said, you know what? Out of whatever it is that's there that you guys saying that you can bring, give me, maybe this is the best option. But my guy, that option is... Nah. I don't stand by it. Nah, nah, nah. This is Glazernomics, man. This is a this is a Glazer thing. It's a yeah, Glazer man. thing, man. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> this, this, this. I just, I just want, I just want the fans to take the anger to the Glazer. Like we need to take one hundred percent of our anger to them, yeah. because they are the ones that are really putting us in the moods that you find yourself in. I'm sure some of you be driving there and you just get pissed off because you'll be like. Nah, what is McTominay still doing at the club? Why did yeah. he go to West Ham? Then another one will be thinking like, Maguire is really not serious with his life. Like, seriously? Mm. Like, dude, we all don't want you, but you're still here. Then another one will be like, oh, man, what the hell is going on with Anthony Martial? Like, is he fit? Is he back? You know, there's just so much going on with our club that you just have so much to think about. And... Believe me, it all comes from the from from the Glazers. So let's take our frustrations to the Glazers and try and let our team focus. I think if the team can focus without a little bit of pressure, I mean, they do need the pressure from us. Like, they need to produce. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But on the social media part of it, like where you guys are now being abusive and not really making sense and trying to confuse the fan base, Let's let's tone that down. You know, let's let them navigate. Let's see. Let's let's let them get into that rhythm. Because I guarantee, if Mason Mount was fit, he was going to play again, just the same way that Eric Ten Hag played. Because yeah. he was very, very stern. He was like, "Nah, the players that I put in, those guys are the right ones. The formation was the right one." He backs himself. He's like, yeah. "These guys are the ones that switched off." So another situation when he comes in, he's going to put in the players that are going to play tomorrow. Then these idiots are not going to play. You know, I will blow my top if Anthony doesn't do the business tomorrow and he does his weird, weird stuff, you know. And anyway, that's... the uh, yeah, Anyway, man. yeah, man, that's... It's, it's, that's, it's, 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 it's exhausting. It's, <laughs> it's exhausting. It really I is. hear you, fam. I hear you. And you know what? I think... You know, before we before we close off this episode, I think let's 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 have a good right night's rest. You know, we'll come back tomorrow. Um, yeah. We'll talk about the match review, um, the the preview. Sorry, before the match, we'll, we'll release an episode tomorrow, first thing in yeah. the morning. Yeah. You know, give our thoughts about you know um, <laughs> who's gonna be starting. You know, yeah. let's have the night to think about this real carefully. <laughs> you know, we still need to make our match predictions. We still I've need actually, to make our player yeah. predictions. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think maybe that's something that we can we, we can touch on properly tomorrow. Um, wow. So yeah, I think let's let's try end off on a positive note. Um, yeah, so yeah. I think like what you said, you know, United fans, um, let's 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 back our manager. Let's back our manager. And as much as these players are frustrating us, let's back them as well. Um, mm. Let's not go on the social media platforms and spread hate, hate speech. And you know, even though as much as we don't want Maguire in our club, let's not mm. go and harass him. You know, that's not what this mm. community is all about. We're not a, we're not about um, um, just uh, much call this um, bashing on on these players and give them a hard time online. You know, they they need our full support. Um, yes, we do get angry at times, and you know, we want to vent. You know, let's not pull off our frustration out on them you know, in that type of manner. Let's try to give them some, as much support as we can so they also know that we, we have, they have our backing. You know what I mean? We're trusting yeah. them to, to get the job done. We're trusting our manager to get the job done. And, you know, let's always try and keep the vibe positive. Let's go and spread some positivity out there instead of negativity, you know, and, you know, maybe that can give them some inspiration to go and do better out on the pitch. But, yeah, man, I think 
honestly, that's uh, that's all I need to say. That's all I have to say. Yeah. And yeah, I can't wait for tomorrow so we can talk about you know the the match and yeah. you know what's about it. And yeah, man, I'll, I'll leave it to you now. Um, now, nah, man, yeah. you've touched on everything. You're right, man. Like again, let's spread some positivity because Manchester United, we are with this club, ride or die. Like mm-hmm. we have been with them through so much. Yeah. Like we've been through hell. Like we are, you know. At some point, we understood what Arsenal fans used to feel. You know, we felt that, and it's yeah. not a nice feeling because we came from from an era where Granddad used to spoon feed us ice cream and hey, man. you know, like he used to like yogurt and stuff. Like he used to Chocolate give us cake awful. and cookies. Like he's <laughs> so. And we never, and even during tough times, during those times, we used to back them up. So there yeah. is that culture of backing them up, backing the players. And Granddaddy says, never give in. Let's not give in. Let's not give in to that negative energy. Let's let's put on our players and let's keep on encouraging them and tell them like, yo, guys, we understand what you guys are going through. We know that it's not your problem. And, you know, the mess that these guys have caused is really, really affecting. You can see it trickle down the, 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 the pyramid. You know what I mean? But, yeah. You know, we let's yeah. let's back them and yeah, man. I think we had this was a good session, man. I I feel good. I feel feel like my I feel like something is just out of my chest. Lift it off your chest. I, hear you. I was stressed, bro. <laughs> I was stressed, man. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, yeah, yeah. But thank you guys for listening to our podcast, the Glory Reds FC. We really, really, really appreciate your support. We see you guys are showing us some love and we really, really appreciate your your, your support and love. Um, continue sharing our podcast, commenting, ask us what you guys want us to talk about. Like you guys might have a comment, somebody, like a thought, just put it there, join our WhatsApp community, come in, let's get into conversation with the guys in there. Let's see what we can talk about with our fans and you know, let's 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 spread some love. Let's let's make sure that you know, let's make sure that we have a very healthy Manchester United community. So yeah, D, what what on, on, on those ends, can you can you can you close that for us, my guy? Yeah, man, just like what you said, you know, catch us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Amazon Music, you know, we're on all your favorite podcast listening streaming platforms. Um, our website is up and live. You can go and check it out. We're going to have some articles soon there. You can find our podcast there. Links to our communities are also there. Um, you can follow us on our social media pages. So get involved. And yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.